0: Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. That's right, it's another edition of the Fan in the Van Podcast, time. Um I was going to wait till tomorrow, I'll probably still do one tomorrow as far as a week four recap. But a lot of people all day were asking me how I felt at halftime with the Steeler Jackie. Well, I'm going to be real with you. It was fucking bleak as bleak can get. I mean... Towards the end of the towards the end of the first half, when Trubisky gets sacked and everybody's claiming there's no there's nowhere for him to run, there was a gap right there. Instead of instead, what does Mitch Trubisky do? He runs into the sack instead of running forward. He had all the space in the world to go get a first down. I mean, yeah, did they take more shots downfield? Yes. Did was Trubisky a bit more accurate in the first half than he's been in other games? Yeah, he has been. I feel Deontay got robbed of a touchdown in that first half when clearly his foot was right there, about an inch away from the line, if that. Maybe millimeters away from the line, okay? But regardless, everybody's sitting here and you want to say that Tomlin made this move to protect his ego. No, Tomlin didn't make this move to protect his ego, Tomlin made this move because he had no other choice. His back was against the wall, and he had no other option but to put Kenny Pickett in. And you saw what happened. He injected a spark in his offense. Kenny Kenny Pickett came out with that swagger that was like, I'm the new kid on the block. You ain't messing with me. I'm going to carve your defense up. And guess what? All used that wanted Kenny Pickett in. Are the same ones now bitching? There's his first pass, he throws, gets picked off. Not for nothing. Chase Claypool is six foot four. But what's he six foot four for? Nothing? Because he should have caught that ball. He should have used his build, his frame, and his height to get that ball. Instead, no. Whitehead comes in and he picks it off. Okay? But then what does Kenny Pickett do the next time he's got the ball? Oh, he drives it down the field, and then he sneaks it in for the touchdown. That's what Kenny Pickett did. Okay. Then he drives him down the field again. And he scores another touchdown. Everybody wants to put this on Kenny Pickett. People say, Kenny Pickett should have started this game. We would have won this game. How are you going to put a quarterback in that's not prepared to start that week? Okay. Okay. When he took no first-team reps, he took nothing. You you can't put a kid in that's not ready to start. If you had started Kenny Pickett in this game and it went downhill fast, you'd all be bitching, pissing, and moaning, what was Tomlin doing? They should have started Mitch Trubisky. This is the problem with the Steeler fan base. And it's not just the Steeler fan base. I was talking with my Uncle Joe about it last night. We were texting back and forth. It's a lot of fan bases where you have these supposed know-it-alls that want everything done the right way when you don't know what the right way is. You don't know. You want to know why you don't know? Because you're not an optimistic, realistic, knowledgeable football fan. You're that fan that abandons the team when they suck and you bitch about everything and you only show up and root for the team when they're fucking winning. That's all you do. Whether you're a Raiders fan, a Steelers fan, a Ravens fan, a Jets fan, a Giants fan. Okay? All right? That's what you people are. Be real. Be realistic. Be a ride or die fan. Get, look at my Uncle Joe, my buddy Rob, are two prime examples. Even though the Jets suck and have sucked for God knows how long, except for maybe when they're under Rex Ryan, when they were actually a competent team and would get to an AFC championship game. Okay? Look at that team. Look at those teams. Those were decent Jet teams. Picture of Rex Ryan was the head coach of his Jet team now with this talent, with Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Tyler Conklin, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, you know, Elijah Moore. The list goes on. This team is not where they are right now. They're not a break-even team with Rex Ryan. I'm not knocking Robert Sala here or his coaching performance in this game, but you would have thought, hey, you know, towards the end of the first half and Carl Lawson decides that he's going to fucking blast Mitch Trubisky like three and a half minutes after he throws the fucking ball. You, no one would have thought that, that, that Boswell is going to hit a 59-yarder, which is now the new record at whatever the fuck we're calling it now. Well, I'm not calling it what it's called. He holds the record at Heinz Field. 59 yards. He also held the other record, which was like 51 or 52, which was the longest in Heinz Field history. Okay? That puts you back in the game. Putting Kenny Pickett in the second half got you back in the game. This is where the Steelers lost the game. The defense gave up huge chunks of running yards, huge chunks of passing plays, They were getting carved up by a guy who hasn't seen a real NFL game in almost seven fucking months. It's Zach Wilson, the goddamn Cougar Hunter. Okay? That's who carved you up. Not Tom Brady. Not Aaron Rodgers. Not fucking Eli Manning. Not Peyton Manning. Hell, not even fucking Russell Wilson was carving you up. Zach Wilson. They should be ashamed of themselves. The, way, the, the same way, honestly, Green Bay should be ashamed of themselves. New England comes into this game and pretty much let's do a week four recap now. <laughs> I might as well since I'm jumping game to game here. Okay. Green Bay is going up against a a subpar Patriot team for the first time in two decades. Okay. This is where You see who Bill Belichick really is. For years, when Tom Brady pumped his hand up to reset the time clock, he always got it. Well, Aaron Rodgers does it. And Bill Belichick decides to throw a friggin' tirade, and he slams his helmet down like like only, only Tom Brady was allowed to do that. Only New England could do that. It could only go New England's way. And the other thing I can't stand in this game... Is people on Twitter, oh, there's Aaron Rodgers getting another call for himself. There's Aaron Rodgers always getting the call. Maybe it's wearing the number 12 thing. I don't know. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers gets every call because there was one point in that game, I think it was like in the fourth quarter, where you could have got a roughing the passer call in Aaron Rodgers' favor, and the refs didn't throw the flag. And the refs yesterday were abysmal. If anybody watched the nine thirty game between the Vikings and the Saints, that was the that was the the tone setter for officiating. You call a pass interference on Marcus Lattimore, and it wasn't even pass interference. It should have been offensive pass interference on Adam Thielen, illegal hands to the face. Because I watched it, because I saw it. I'm sitting at home. I'm not on the field, and I can see it. I understand these officials aren't going to get every call. They're going to miss something here or there. And trust me, they definitely missed it on that one on that one penalty that was called on Tampa last night when Clark was clearly off sides. Okay, clearly off sides. I think it was like an offensive pass interference, whatever it was. I forget, but regardless of the fact, NFL officiating is never going to improve. We've seen it. Week in, week out, year after year, month after month. We've seen it. But as long as the horrible calls keep coming, you give sports podcasters and the sports media like myself and everybody else who does this fucking thing a reason to bitch and moan and call you out on it. But God forbid, God forbid though, a player sits there in an interview and and bashes the bashes the the official you get fined. Well, where's the punishment for the officials? And, and we've talked about this at length. It's never going to happen. I mean, you see it in baseball. You know, guys like Angel Hernandez who refuse to call obvious strikes. I mean, my God, what the fuck? It's, it, it, it's insanity. It, it really is. You want to talk about insanity? Let's go to the Giant-Bear game. They're, the Giants are lucky they had a, a, a somewhat decent lead. Even though no lead in the NFL is ever safe, and it's been proven time and time again. But the fact that Daniel Jones tweaks his ankle, the fact that Tyrod Taylor gets hurt, and you have no other quarterback, now you have to rely on who could be the most improved player of the year right now in Saquon Barkley. He's got to be your quarterback for the rest of the game. Granted, some teams will carry that third quarterback and leave somebody else inactive. And I think the Giants, honestly, are a team right now that needs to carry three quarterbacks. Because of situations like what happened yesterday against the Bears. And the fact that the Giants are 3-1 right now is almost as surprising as the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are winning without Dak Prescott. You're winning with Cooper Rush, who's 4 and 0 in his first four career starts. Which leads to ask the question. What do you do when Dak comes back? What if let's say in 3 weeks, Cooper Rush still hasn't lost a game? Do you pull Cooper because you're paying Dak all this money? I'm sorry. The answer is ride the hot hand till it's not hot no more. You do not take Dak Prescott and put him back as the starter. Absolutely not. If I am ownership, which Jerry Jones is fucking oblivious, mind you, okay, you have to sit there and think, I got something with this Cooper Rush kid, but Jerry Jones isn't thinking this, but the rest of the world is, okay, this Cooper Rush kid is getting us what we need. Wins a bigger lead in the division. Why am I going to rush back Dak Prescott now? Why? To squander it? To squander a fucking lead. Because that's exactly what would happen here. That's exactly what would happen. You absolutely cannot if you... Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Steve Jones. You cannot. I... uh, I... I... uh, You cannot pull Cooper Rush when he's riding a hot hand. Obviously, this offense plays better when Cooper Rush is in as opposed to Dak Prescott, okay? So the question remains. And it's the same thing in Pittsburgh, and they go hand in hand. Did Dak Prescott deserve all that money the same way everybody's complaining in Pittsburgh about Deontay Johnson getting his contract? And here's the thing in Pittsburgh, okay? Okay. Deontay Johnson could come out and he could say the offense is mediocre, but there was passes yesterday. Deontay, you should have caught. You should have caught. On the first Trubisky interception, you should have caught that. That's not on Mitch. Okay. Here's the thing. This is the main problem here when it comes to this. Don't mind my chair. It has no likes. Um, Here's the problem in Pittsburgh when it comes to these, we want Kenny Pickett people, and everything is Mitch's fault. This is why you guys don't know anything, because you're not watching the game. Mitch Trubisky throws a perfect pass on the hands to Deontay Johnson, boof, off his hands, and then bang, LaMarcus Joyner gets an interception. But that's Mitch Trubisky's fault. It's the same thing Giants fans did with Eli Manning, where Eli Manning would have a three-interception day, but if you looked at all three interceptions, they're off the hands of a receiver. So whose fault is it really? Sorry, if you're knowledgeable, you know it's the receiver's fault. Now, obviously, Claypool should have caught the one from, from, uh, from Pickett. The second one, Kenny Pickett said he was trying to throw it away. Fryermuth Muth trying to make a play on it. Honestly, I would take the rookie, Saying he was trying to throw it away, because in my opinion, that's what it looked like. And the third interception was trying to get it into the end zone on a Hail Mary to try to win the game. So that one you know is going to happen regardless. But to sit here, and I understand Mitch Trubisky isn't everybody's cup of tea. Okay? I understand that. But you cannot put all the blame on Mitch Trubisky. You can't do it. And if you think that Kenny Pickett was going to come in here and beat Big Ben Roethlisberger... Need I remind you, Ben Roethlisberger's first pass in the NFL was an interception. So, you guys are sitting here, and you're bitching about Kenny Pickett, but you're the ones who, again, that I said in the beginning of the show, wanted him. And I'm reading on Twitter all night. You know, oh, you know, Kenny Pickett shouldn't have thrown those passes. Kenny Pickett shouldn't have thrown those passes. Clay should catch it. He's six foot four. Two guys on him are three foot nothing. They're fucking Oompa Loompas from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Are you serious? Are you serious? I don't know what game some of you fans are watching. But you guys are not watching the same game that us knowledgeable fans are watching. I'm sorry. You're just not. And, and, it, and it proves it with your fucking banter on Twitter or on Facebook, okay? That's why I can't... I'm really starting to get sick and tired of social media. Because it gives you fucking rejects, okay? That don't know a cocksucking thing. It gives you a platform to spew more bullshit out of your mouths, okay? Some years are worse... I hate to even say this. Some years are worse than the inbred cousin fucker friggin' Cleveland Browns fans, Okay? Who think Deshaun Watson wasn't wrong for doing anything? Okay? I mean, come on. Either watch the game and know what you're talking about or don't watch the game and shut your fucking mouth. Because it's so, it's it's ridiculous. So ridiculous that you, you, you inept-minded fans I mean, you're not even fans. You're just, you're just bandwagoners, you're bystanders to all this. You don't know anything. You don't know nothing. So shut up and let the grown people in the room talk and the knowledgeable ones talk. Some of you are like kids. You should be seen, not heard. Okay? That's that. That is that. You know, I- I'm reading... You know, all all this stuff. Well, if Kenny Pickett doesn't throw the interceptions, we win the game. No, you're right. On that Friermuth one, if it doesn't get intercepted, you're right. No interception, no touchdown. But then again, it it could have been scored anyway. And this is the thing you don't think about is, yeah, it may not have happened, but it probably would have happened because the defense was playing like shit. All of a sudden, Terrell Edmonds is out the rest of the game with a concussion. And... Cam Hayward got banged up in this game. Minka had to sit out a player too, And that's when that's when Zach Wilson and the Jets' offense took advantage. You know, and I think in this game, again, I think Matt Canada abandoned certain things in the first half that were working. Like the run game. You have Najee, who was pretty decent yesterday. And he got this Jalen Warren kid who I was talking with my buddy on, on Facebook Messenger, um, my buddy James, about it. And he says, Is it me, or does it just seem that Jalen Warren runs harder trying to find holes better than Najee does? And as soon as he said that, there's Najee with like a 15 yard friggin' break. Uh, it, you know, it's like I told other, other knowledgeable Steeler fans this was going to be a long season. Ah, this is going to be a rough season. It just is what it is. It was going to be rough. It's going to be tough. It just is what it is. That's just what it's going to be. You know, Deontay could come out and say this is a rebuilding year. Okay? Tomlin could be coy into who's going to be starting against Buffalo. And I don't think we're going to win that game. But, again, am I going to watch? Of course I'm going to watch. It's my team. I'm going to watch them. Whether they're getting blown out or not. I'm going to watch it because you could see what where they can improve on and what they're lacking. You know, people sitting there saying, I never thought the Steelers would be a top 10 draft pick team. Maybe that's what we need to become this year. But who knows what might happen if you start Kenny Pickett. And he goes out there and he's fucking carving up Buffalo's defense, which their secondary is banged up to shit. Who knows? The fact that Buffalo was gifted a win yesterday because John Harbaugh pretty much coached the game away. Fourth and goal and you go for it when all you do is kick a field goal to win it. And you go for it. And I'm reading, you know, listen... You know, my buddy Brandon is a knowledgeable Ravens fan. But I have to take issue with this. Maybe it's time for Harbaugh to go. I don't think Baltimore is trying to do what Cleveland does where you've seen they have like 35 coaches in like six years. And I think Baltimore, like Pittsburgh, is trying to stick with consistency. As long as Harbaugh has winning seasons, he saves his job every year. And it's the same thing with Mike Tomlin. Now, if Baltimore was 0-4, I would agree with that assessment. Maybe it's time for a change. But the fact that Baltimore is in the top three, and of course Pittsburgh's in the cellar, which at this point doesn't even upset me, how do you call for John Hardbog's head? And I I understand why Marcus Peters got mad on the sideline yesterday and had words with Harbaugh. Listen, you're going to have that. Last week, Quinn and Williams had words with one of the jet coaches on the sidelines. Listen, football is a very hot-tempered game. And it's based on emotions. And at times, you get heated and you just black out. And you don't know what you're saying or doing at that point. But... The other thing I got to discuss real quick, and I got to take care of some stuff here at work, because I'm probably working by myself today, of course. Um, you know, last, what was it, Saturday or whatever it was, I discussed the whole, they need to have a new, a new protocol. Well, as soon as usual, as soon as I upload an episode, hours later, now it's, once you're ruled out, once you, once you go into concussion protocol, whatever it is, you cannot return. And that's the fair thing to do. I mean, great. They they talk about the whole tour thing, and they're saying, well, you know, he had no back issues. There was no trauma to the neck or whatever it was. So, yeah, he was fine to go. But I'm glad that the NFLPA, A, they fired the the, uh, the unaffiliated neurotrauma tra- expert, who apparently must not have been an expert. They found many mistakes in the handling of to a tongue of Viola. So this was something where, don't get me wrong, they didn't do this just because of to a tongue of Viola. The NFLPA and the NFL did this to save face. To sit there and say, hey, if we handle this now, they're not going to sit here and bash it and say that we're careless and reckless. Because they still are. Because there was no reason for him to be back on that field against Buffalo. No reason at all. None whatsoever. So, is this a step in the right direction as far as player safety? You're absolutely damn right it is. But after, but starting week five, this week coming up, is when this goes into effect. So, luckily they got it in right away and they got it and they made it effective pretty much right away. So, we'll see how it gets handled and we'll see what happens. Um, I'll probably pop back on tomorrow. We'll do a whole week four recap of all the other games. Uh, go a little more into Tampa, Kansas City, obviously, as Patrick Mahomes. Listen, this guy's on a whole a whole nother level. I'll discuss a bit of the Broncos. Uh, I'm sure my buddy David, 1420 Sports, I'm sure has his opinions on Melvin Gordon. Uh, Butterfingers galore over there. Four games, four fumbles. Uh, from what I'm reading, he's pretty much on his, on his last leg there in Denver. So, uh, go into that a bit as well. The Raiders get their first win, so we'll discuss that. Raiders fans are probably fucking celebrating like it's a Super Bowl. So, until, uh, you know, but as always, I like to thank everybody who files retweets. Obviously, my number one guys, Brent and David, 1420 Sports, as always, um, you know, their continued loyalty and support definitely does not go unnoticed. Uh, make sure to check out Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. Nate's Daily Wages is another good one. Recliner King Sports Podcast, Level of, Level of Playing Field Sports Podcast. Uh, Brutally Honest Sports Podcast is another good one. Check out Scoreboard Addicts as well. Average Joe Sports Podcast, definitely another good one you guys should check out. If you're into pro wrestling, definitely check out Bray White, Fan24. That's his Twitter handle. So if you're on Twitter, just go to his and you see his link tree and you'll see where it is. To everybody else that follows and retweets, as always, there's so many of you to thank. Um, but again, just know it doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, even the people that aren't in the sports podcast that listen and retweet everything, uh, you're just as important as everybody else. So till the next one, stay safe. And as always, peace.